0: crunch time on the biggest stage, Trey Young gets it done.
1: When the moment, the big moment came, he made it happen.
0: What's up everybody and welcome to the Hawks Report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. I'm your host, Sarah Spencer, Hawks beat reporter for the AJC and today we are going to talk about game three, which the Hawks won, beating the Miami Heat, 111-110 and I'm joined by my co-worker, columnist Michael Cunningham. Michael, what's up?
2: Hey.
0: <laughs> Welcome in. Welcome in. Um, we are recording this in the Hawks press conference room. So if, there's, if, if, it's a, if it's a little echoey, it's just us in here. So that's why. Anyway, so we are basically going to talk about. I, I mean, I think a lot of it, honestly, is going to be centered on the second half um, because of how the Hawks got down. They were down 14 with about nine minutes to go, and then they orchestrated a big comeback. So we'll get into all of that shortly. The Hawks Report is brought to you by Emory Healthcare the official team healthcare provider of the Atlanta Hawks. A quick reminder that if you're listening to us for the first time, please follow us on Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. You never miss an episode. Okay. Game three. I think, Michael, we just kind of talked about this a little bit. This was not, obviously, an elimination game. But it was kind of... This was like a must-win. This was about as must-win as you can get without it being an elimination game. You kind of got... Kinda got stomped in game one in Miami. Game two better showing, but still a you know, still a pretty solid, you know, loss. Um, it wasn't like it was a the Heat wanted the buzzer or anything. And then tonight, um, a back and forth game, but the Hawks showed, at least on their own home court, that they can they can beat this team.
2: Yeah, it was a very impressive um really they came back what, three times. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miami had the run in the first half, the Hawks you know, had a good second half to get back in it, scored 39 points in the second half. or oh, I'm sorry, second quarter. Obviously, Miami went on a big 21-0 run in the third quarter. Hawks came back. Miami had another surge in the fourth quarter, went back up. Hawks came back. They just kept coming. They kept coming. Uh, it wasn't always perfect, but they got that kind of a scrappy type effort that Nate McMillan's been asking for all this series. And, um, yeah, well, after that 21-0 run, it was like I was sitting there thinking – you know, they lost game one because they didn't match Miami's intensity. Well, they were intense tonight. Uh, game two, they had big problems with turnovers. Tonight it was a lot better. And yet still there they were, down big out of that run. runs. Mm-hmm. Like you can't say they really played bad. Miami was just playing really good. Mm-hmm. But it was impressive to see the way the Hawks stuck with it and came back. And uh, it's like Trey made the game winner. But, um, you know, he didn't win this game on his own. It's Like he said, this was a, was a total team effort.
0: So let's talk about Trey Young. 24 points. I'm going to read the box score, as y'all know I love to do. Don't don't look it up. Just listen to me read it. 24 points, eight assists, four rebounds, six for 14 from the floor, two for six from three. He still hasn't really gotten going from three in this series. Ten for 12 from the line, um, plus five overall. But listen to his fourth quarter. Three for five from the floor, one for two from three, three for three from the line, one assist, Plus 18 with 10 points. So when the game was on the line, um, Trey Young kind of put the team on his back there. But it was the team overall that, that got him there. And we'll talk about that in just one second. But what did you see... Michael, from Trey in the fourth quarter. Um, y'all probably, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm going to guess you watched the play where Trey Young, uh, he gets the ball with what did we decide it was, Michael, since the official box score was incorrect. <laughs>
2: yes, the official stats were 11.4 is, is what I saw.
0: Okay, so he gets the ball in his hands at 11.4 seconds to play in the fourth quarter, dribbles down the court, honestly just marches down the court. Uh, you know, is kind of measuring, you know, defenders here and there and then gets to his favorite floater, gets it to fall with about, what did we decide? Five and a half seconds four or was it closer to four four, four something with about four seconds? And then the Hawks are able to, to seal the win. Yeah. What what did you see from Trey?
2: Yeah. A couple of first things I noticed on that play. First of all was uh bulky challenge. Butler shot and he got the rebound. Um, Kongwu had cleared out Bam Bayo on that rebound. So Bam was late getting up the court, and that kind of gave Trey a little bit of space to come back to the middle of the, middle of the floor. Onyeka
0: uh, had so many smart plays. He we'll, did. That we'll was dedicate a, very, a whole section. <laughs> yeah,
2: he, that was a very smart thing he did. He, he sealed off Bam, and he didn't just take off back down the court. Um, and as he said tonight, he said, I was trailing Trey, was going to look for the rebound. But he cleared Bam out. Bam couldn't get back. So when Trey gets around Tucker – it's Jimmy Butler meeting him at the rim instead of bam, that's that's obviously a much – I mean, Jimmy's a good player, but he's not as long as bam. And uh, Trey put up his soft little photo. I mean, the, the thing that stuck out to me is how calm he was. You know, mm-hmm. he just dribbled up the floor. He surveyed the floor. He looked to see if there was going to be some help. He saw there wasn't. He saw that the help would be Butler. He sizes him up, thinks, you know, I can get a I can get a floater up over this guy. And he did it. I mean, I don't think anybody was surprised. It's, you know from the first his first playoff game at the garden that's just how trey is when when the game's on the line he's he's gonna you know he even said that if the help would have came i would have passed the ball and i believe him i mean he would have he would made the right play he he made the right play and and the Hawks won the game
0: you know, I was just about to say, I'm so glad. This is why I love it when you come on the show because I was literally just about to say that final play. No, it wasn't the same situation. Totally different team, everything. But that final play, and I should mention, Jimmy Butler missed a like kind of a pull up on the other end after after that. It Good wasn't defense
2: by Hunter on that one.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah we should we should definitely mention that. Um, it reminded me so much though when Trey had that ball and made that that go ahead little shot. It reminded me so much of. Game one in New York last year against the Knicks. Again, totally different team. Obviously, Miami's defense is way tougher. But just the calmness of him uh, to get to one of his favorite shots. And and he did it. Um, let's hear from Trey on what he was thinking when he hit that shot.
2: I didn't have any doubt that if I shot it, I wasn't going to make it. Uh, but I was really just trying to make it right read. I was uh, driving to the middle and waiting to see if somebody helped. And I was going to, to be honest, hit a shooter. If they helped or uh, if they didn't, I was going to go to the basket like I did. So uh, I was able to really get to the basket and get my floater.
0: And Hawks coach Nate McMillan talked about how even though the heat had gone up, it was – again, it was about 14 with nine minutes to play. So that's what you're talking about. Miami made another run. I mean, the third quarter was already so awful for the Hawks. Miami won the third quarter 31-16. And then they go on sort of another, another good little run in the fourth, and they're up 14. And it seems like, okay, maybe this is where the Hawks are going to fade. But instead, really it was a collective effort to buckle down. Um, the bench played great. We'll get to that in just one second. But ultimately, he wanted, you know, the ball in Trey's hands, and he, Nate had the situation he wanted there.
1: It was tough for him tonight, but he stayed with it. You know, Trey's a confident kid, and, uh, you know, he doesn't shy away from – The moment, Uh, you know, he has some shots uh, that didn't go in, but he remained aggressive. And, uh, you know, that's the difference. Uh, You know, tonight, uh, when we got that miss, you know, down one, uh, basically was like, go, you know. And uh, he knows what to do with that basketball and uh, was able to uh, make a play on that last possession, but just keeping his confidence, you know. Um, He stayed with it. he played in the flow of the game. I didn't think he was uh, forcing anything. Was getting uh, his teammates uh, involved and uh, allowing the game to, to come to him. Uh, and when the moment, you know, the the big moment came, uh, he had the the, the last possession. Uh, he made it happen. Definitely, you know, when is in that zone, you know, final three two minutes of the game, we're gonna ride with him. Whatever he does, we're gonna support it. And you know, we're gonna. We're together, honestly. That's the main thing.
0: Okay, so that was Anyeka Okongwu, second year center. Anyeka Okongwu, who, by the way, played the entire fourth quarter and played great in the fourth quarter. I thought Anyeka uh, warmed up in this game. And then yeah. the fourth quarter was really his time to shine. And I love. Anyeka is like, I don't want to say a quieter guy, but like he's very. He's very kind of. He gives like shorter answers, you know, mm-hmm. from our like media perspective. He gives shorter answers, but some darn punchy lines. He's funny, like yeah, like he's <laughs> got a per, he's got personality for days, and I love. I just as soon as he said we're gonna ride with him, I was like, oh man, Anyako, that, that was just great. That was just great. So Anyako Akangwu um, had nine points. He was a plus nineteen. Um, played 24 minutes again, all 12 in the fourth quarter, two blocks, um, six rebounds, a steal, only one turnover. I thought Anyeka in the fourth quarter, again, a lot of that came in the fourth quarter, like his seven of his nine, you know, came in the fourth. I thought Anyeka in the fourth, him and DeLon Wright, who we'll talk about more, but him and DeLon were really two of the big, I mean, I don't think the Hawks win this game without Anyeka and DeLon really, buckling down defensively for the Hawks
2: yeah Onyeka really gave him a, a physical presence that they need I mean everybody sees Bam he's a big strong dude mm-hmm. and, and Bam
0: and, and Bam and Onyeka draw a ton of player comparisons like that's who yeah. was compared to
2: yeah and I mean you see him all these possessions he's down there wrestling with him and that's that's hard to do and he didn't back down you know he's you know Onyeka's a young player but he he, you see his confidence grow from last season, to this season, and now he's in a, a big playoff series. And he's down there wrestling with Bam, and he didn't he didn't back down. Uh, but he got the six boards, st- still had the four fouls. He likes the foul, but I mean, when you're playing a physical game like that, I don't mind that so much. Getting a few fouls, uh, a couple block shots, he was big for him. And uh, Delon, I mean, he's been he's been solid this whole this whole playoffs. Well, you use
0: Nate McMillan's favorite word for him: solid, solid. The That's highest t- compliment Nate McMillan gives. It <laughs> is, but is he is solid. All
2: around. I mean, the only thing you can say is that he's not much of a shooter, but tonight he's six for, <laughs> six, for six, right? So mm-hmm. if he's making his shots, you got to have him out there. And uh, Nate did end up riding him with that uh, Talon, uh Bogey, Trey lineup. Uh, and playing Trey off tonight. the
0: ball more. Yeah. Which ended up, I thought. I mean, kind of work. I mean, of course you're, of course, Trey's always going to be on the ball a ton and you want the ball in his hands. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, he's your floor general, but um, a lot of times in that fourth, it was, I mean, those, those three bench guys we were talking about, bogey, Delon, Onyeka, but also Kevin Herter was a part of that lineup for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, Deandre Hunter. Yeah. Um, so Kevin brought the ball up a little bit. Sometimes it was Delon. Like you had basically like three ball handlers out there at all times. And that allowed you to kind of play Trey off a little bit more.
2: Yeah, and it allowed you to, because the heat, pretty much this whole series have been picking up full court a lot with mm-hmm. Trey. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously, if he doesn't have the ball, you can't do that. And then when you do swing the ball to him, there's a little bit more space. It's a little bit more on him. It's a little bit more dynamic look where they can't trap and switch so easily. So I thought that that did help with the uh, overall offensive ball movement. Even even if Trey didn't get something off that first action, he had more, more uh, space to work with. So I thought that was a, a nice adjustment by the Hawks.
0: Yeah, definitely. Okay, so bogey, 18 points plus 16, 6 assists, 8 rebounds, 1 block, 2 steals. Is this fun, y'all? Um, 4 <laughs> for 9 from 3. <laughs> and then DeLon Wright, 13 points plus 23, 5 rebounds, 1 assist. Honestly, DeLon, I think, really, you could call him the unsung hero of the Hawks defense. Yeah. Almost, I won't say almost all season long because I mean, look, the Hawks are not a good defensive team. They're down Clint Capella, but as far as a scrappy guy for that bench unit who helps it, who helps them on defense, it's got to be DeLon.
2: Yeah, he's really good at, at the point of the attack, which is a weakness for this team. He's really good at getting up and over screen so kind of that first action doesn't just break down the whole defense, and that's that's a very important thing you don't want you know one screen and now you're in a scramble situation eventually that's good this is the nba eventually that's going to lead to an open shot so you got delon at that point of attack who's getting over screens and stopping that first action at least forcing the heat to come back to something else um so he's really important in that regard. he's good at you know kind of running the running the team uh when when trey doesn't have the ball um tonight as i mentioned he shot well he rebounds well he you know he's a he, know, hustles. he hustles he hustles you know he's, he's he's a scrappy player. I think Nate mentioned tonight. Yeah, that's what we wanted when we signed him was a was a uh, a backup guy who could run the point, but who has some size, can play some wing, and then guard the other team's best player. And um, that's what you saw tonight. Really, you've seen it all playoffs. He's he's been good for him.
0: He's actually been really really good in the playoffs for them. I think so far. I I gotta say it is wild to think about how Delon was out of the Hawks rotation, which didn't last very long at all. Like it it lasted like no time at all because guys got injured and then like, you know, Lou Williams is is hurt right now. So, um Mm -hmm. and I think Delon would be playing over him anyway. But it is kind of crazy to think about that just (laughs) a few months ago really i mean time is a flat circle in the season like i couldn't tell you what i think it's april he wasn't in
2: rotation Um, for a while
0: he wasn't yeah Yeah. and which is and for the first half of the season really in my opinion i agree i agree because i mean this is a team of of shooters this is obviously number two offensive rating pretty much all season long this is such an offensive juggernaut team but the weakness is their weakness is defense their weakness is a point of attack their weakness is just that solidness
2: Athleticism, he's Athleticism. an he's a pretty athletic guy. Yeah.
0: yeah, and that's they. You, I mean, really, I think you can argue they've needed more of DeLon Wright pretty much all season long. But now you're starting to get more DeLon Wright. He played 29 minutes tonight.
2: His agent's going to play this podcast.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is and like before in they go negotiation. In the, before like, yeah, they ever let me negotiate just play again. This clip <laughs> let me pull out the, the Hawks experts. report. <laughs> the
2: AJC experts say pay DeLon Wright
0: exactly. Um, I do say that. He, he i mean he's he's the kind of player that i think this team needs more of and i think for a while again anyeka started heating up in the fourth quarter Trey, Trey Young did Trey Young things with the game on the line. But DeLon Wright and Bogey were the two guys who you and I at one point had a conversation being like, they got to get DeLon and Bogey out there yeah, right, right now. Yeah, we did. And
2: they did. Nate did right after that. I think he, he put, heard us. Yeah, he put what?
0: Maybe he checked n- Twitter or something. I don't know.
2: He put Bogey in first and he put Nate DeLon in right after him. But yeah, yep. Bogey, I think, made three straight three-pointers in like a two-minute span. And that was when, during the comeback in the third quarter. I mean, He's a shot maker. A couple of those were challenged. And uh, Bogey's really good at just, man, it's amazing to some of these guys. These NBA players he's just good at having somebody right in his face and just pulling up shooting and making it, especially from that corner. And uh, the Hawks obviously really need that. He's He's been their big shot maker in this series.
0: Trey Young has actually talked about that, about how sometimes Bogey hits threes better when there's someone right in his yeah, face. Yeah, it's weird. For whatever reason, <laughs> for whatever reason. He did that tonight, yeah.
1: And with the year that we have unfolding in politics, it's going to be an exciting ride. Read Bill Nygut's
2: expert insight on AJC.com and listen to the Politically Georgia podcast with me, Greg Bluestein.
0: And me, Patricia Murphy. And me, Tia Mitchell. Hear new episodes every weekday.
1: Only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution.
2: I'm Ernie Suggs. And I'm Ned Ravone. Atlanta has been known as the Black Mecca for so many years, but that means something different to everybody. It means everything to me. Every day I wake up, I learn something new. Well, you all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that Black people might want to know about. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologetically ATL.
0: Welcome back to the Hawks Report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. I want to thank everyone who subscribes to the AJC and AJC.com. It's what makes all of this possible. And if you aren't a subscriber, you can go to subscribe.ajc.com slash podcast, and your first month of unlimited digital access is just 99 cents. That's subscribe.ajc.com slash podcast. You always know what's really going on. So we were talking about Delon Wright, and I think Delon Wright deserves even more uh, not screen time, airtime, airtime. There <laughs> we go. I got to it eventually. Um, uh, it's plus so, twenty three. Like. Seriously, like look at that. Look at this bench, or rather, listen to. Sorry, y'all. What medium is this? I forget. Bogey plus sixteen. Delon Wright plus twenty three. Anyeka Kongwu plus nineteen.
2: Yeah, Just sometimes the plus can be misleading, plus minus, but I think that's, that's right on for DeLon. I mean, the game changed when he came back in.
0: Especially given that those guys all, like, I mean, that passes the eye test too. Like those, yeah. those three guys plus Trey, and, and again, either Kevin Herter or DeAndre Hunter, that was the fourth quarter for the Hawks. Yeah. And the fourth quarter, the Hawks won that fourth quarter 34-25. So that passes that, passes that yeah. test. So here's, let's hear from DeLon Wright on what he knows he brings to the table.
1: I know what I bring, so I just try to bring some energy uh do the little things um and just try to do whatever whatever's needed to win so um you know, I can't worry about how, where I was uh you know in the regular season it's the playoff now, and I just have to do whatever whatever it takes to win he's been doing it for us all season long, um you know Delon coming in and uh you know guarding one through three uh you know playing the backup point playing off the ball, defending. You know some of the better players and he's he's been solid all season long um you know tonight uh probably was his best game i thought he did a good job of uh defending uh you know their shooters you know offensively we were able to you know run trey off the ball some and al- allow him to initiate uh both he and uh he and bogey uh in that in that second unit
0: so although that's true <laughs> As we mentioned, there was at one point, not that long ago, a situation where DeLon was going to be out of the rotation. And then, you know, the Hawks, that, then that, that wasn't the case. Um, he got back in the rotation, you know, injury-wise, and there was just need. And then they stuck with him post-All-Star break. Now, the Hawks had an easy record, or sorry, an easy easier schedule post-All-Star break, but they still finished the season strong. So, hey, I mean, you know. You still gotta win those games, that's good. Um and I think Delon getting more playing time is kind of a part of that. And then of course you see what happens when he gets this kind of playing time in the playoffs.
2: Yeah, I mean he was Nate's word solid. <laughs> solid is a rock. Probably too too young to remember that song. So I'm showing sure my age. What is that
0: song? <laughs> I swear I'm I make you Google it. I almost Googled that's it. I was I was gonna like Maybe I just can't recognize it because you're funny.
2: Anyway, all right. Sorry, podcast listeners. That's (laughs) enough of that. Um, No, Delon Wright. Yeah, uh, earned his minutes tonight, right? Like going forward, I think that Nate should kind of stick with that alignment. Uh, It's like you said on a team that scores so much, uh, you can have him out there even if you know he's not a shot maker, but he does get to the hole. Um, you can have him out there and be okay just for his defense because you're you're usually going to have four other scores on the floor. So I would encourage Nate McMillan to use the line right more in that alignment. I like that.
0: I think another important aspect to touch on is that, obviously, for game three, the Hawks are back at home. Playing in Miami, Boogie actually said after game two, which the Hawks did have a much better showing, but they still lost. Um, Boogie actually said after game two that Miami's experience and just some of the plays they were making down the stretch came into play. And also just, he said, it's tough to play them here. It's, it's tough. It's tough to play that team. It's, it's a tough team to catch on the road because they're already good.
2: It's a tough environment.
0: It's a tough environment for sure. Um, and then, so coming back home, I think you could really see that they, I mean, first of all, it's, again, it's a, you know, it's a team of shooters. So you're back around your own baskets, you're back, you know, you're back in like, you know, familiar territory, you're sleeping in your own bed. I think they're finally probably rested to the point that they need to be after the insane compressed schedule, which that's, that's what you're going to go through when you finish the season ninth compared to, you know, Miami earned that week off. You know, that's the situation you put yourself in. Doesn't make it any easier though.
2: Yeah. Although. I hate the play-in, but for the Hawks it worked out because otherwise they wouldn't have been in the playoffs. Yeah, um, I thought that probably explained why the to me the defense was by the Hawks was really solid from late third quarter to the fourth quarter. I mean when the when the Heat scored, it was usually they were just making shots, but the, but the Hawks made them work. As Nate says on the other side, he made them work through their third, fourth options. The uh, the rotations were sharp. Um, the challenges were good at the rim I thought the defense was pretty good pretty much for the for the whole second half so um yeah tough hard fought win with their defense the shot shot like you said the shot making is always gonna be there for the Hawks but I thought their defense was this is one of those games where it's you know good enough to get the win
0: this was the first game of the series also I mean it's only game three it's still early in the series um again it kind of like everything these days for me like feels like forever i like, can't yeah, i can't like i don't even know what's happening um
2: this is what it's like to be a beat writer podcast yeah people yeah i been there
0: you lose track of time but it's great because you get to cover the playoffs but you do lose track of time and i'm like what year is it um <laughs> So, you actually saw the Hawks shoot better from three this game. That's an area they had really struggled in, struggled in game one and game two. They're 37.5% from three. Not fantastic, but, I mean, that's it's basically their season average right there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that's it's 12 for 32. So, I mean, it could be worse. And you're right. They were forcing the heat into – tougher shots, which really, that's all you can do against Miami. I mean, all you can do is make their life hard, you know? Um, All you can do on offense is really make them work, which eventually they did that. Part of what you have to do to really do that. And, you know, I thought Trey going into this game was very, very candid. He talked about kind of trying to play this chess match with Eric Spolstra, heat Mm -hmm. coach who's obviously amazing. And some of that got a little bit of negative attention but I mean he's just he's just you know we we ask players to be honest I mean I I (laughs) thought I thought he was I thought he was being honest there I think and basically what he said another thing he said is that you know I mean in addition to what he was just talking about with strategizing is you have to sort of make shots which they hadn't really been able to do yet to pull the defense apart and not let them pack the paint so much
2: correct yeah um they made, they made enough shots tonight. Um, I thought Trey also was, he got what 12 free throw attempts. Mm-hmm. You know, I went back and looked at the game that they played Miami in January 21st when they won. I think that was their best offensive game against the heat with bam, in the lineup. And, uh, that's one thing I noticed in that game is he was, he was getting those bump calls. He was, he was getting, you know, into the lane and getting a bump called bump calls. Wasn't getting those so much in Miami was getting frustrated about it. Didn't get a couple calls when he got mugged a couple times. Um, I understand the frustration, but you and I have always talked about how sometimes like during a play, he's talking to the ref, complaining about mm-hmm. it. I like, no, just play, just play. And I and thought, so I
0: guess just, it's just not the time, just not the time. And I thought
2: tonight he did better with it. Just mm-hmm. play. And I think, uh, you know, I covered the league for a while and it's always been my experience for young. I covered Dwayne Wade, Miami. And when he was a rookie and he would never get calls, he would never get calls, but he kept attacking, he kept attacking, he kept attacking. And eventually he got that reputation among the refs. You know, he, he stopped, talking to the refs so much also especially when Shaq came and Shaq kind of told him, you know you just keep playing your game and showing that you're an attacking player and eventually he got those calls to the point where people said Dwayne way, got to get way too many calls but yeah. that's kind of how it is for young players you kind of got to prove yourself not talk to the refs so much to me all of them were legitimate I mean he was he was getting bumped he was getting grabbed the heat really won't even complain that much tonight I mean they were fouling him so good job by him
0: overall at home the Hawks were the Hawks, as far as how they finished the regular season and then also combining the play and win against Charlotte and then tonight, the Hawks are 21 and 3 yeah. in their last 24 games at State Farm Arena. Overall, in the regular season, they were 27 and 14 at home and then 16 and 25 on the road. Obviously, these are some pretty intense splits that we're talking about, um, but they went on a great run. It, as far as at home, yeah. uh, to wrap up the season, and then and then to now, and so the Hawks getting back home definitely doesn't hurt. And here's Bogey talking about kind of that home court energy.
1: I feel like whenever I rise on a three, the crowd goes like it gives an energy. I think and uh, um, it gives that extra boost to the whole player, players and it um, translates to the, the whole team. And especially when you when you hit the three. Uh, uh, I love this place. I love how the crowd reacts. Um, I think everyone likes it.
0: I mean, that's definitely, like, when Bogey started raining threes in that <laughs> fourth quarter, I mean, that's that's what you want. Like, it's the playoffs. It's, that's what you want, you know? Yeah. I guess we should mention that, um, I mean, it was, <laughs> I actually made a joke with you before, We hit the on button here, which was that um, if we were going to talk about the first quarter, I was going to have you do it because (laughs) I was like, (laughs) I was like running around like crazy because there was the um, suspicious package package that um, Hawks security found. And then, you know, police had to get involved um, like, you know, drug sniffing dogs, bomb squad, everything. Um, But basically, no explosives were found. Everything was able to go off without a hitch. But they closed gates. You know, the CNN Center gate was closed during that. So a lot of gates were closed, and no one was – a lot of fans were not able to get in. Um, so th- the game ended up being delayed by about 40 minutes. Um, so we should say that. So I was <laughs> running around like crazy.
2: It was weird, man. It like, was. I went to go up to our seats. I didn't. I didn't hear anything about this, mm-hmm. and I, there was nobody in there. I was like, "Did I get this game time wrong? Is this really an eight o'clock game?" I'm right. like, "Right." Like, I was like, "No, wait a minute." The coaches talked at the time before the <laughs> game that usually for a seven o'clock game, so it was very weird. And then I saw the people outside in the game. I'm like, "What the heck?" So I was late to all this. I'm a crack reporter, as you can tell. I had no idea what was going on, but it was very weird. And uh, I thought the energy to begin the game was a little weird. And I think it was because of all the, And also because the heat kind of went out in the early lead. And mm-hmm. so the fans, it took them a little bit to kind of get into it because it was such a a weird series of events.
0: And then, but well, f- so finally people started, you know, filing in, which it it was not their fault that this was a late arriving crowd because they were yeah. not allowed in the building. <laughs> yeah, so, empty. so there was that. So, um, it, we were off to a delay, which is why now it's almost like 2 a.m. Um, but it's cool. It's cool. Um, but, I think getting back at home once everyone had filled in and you were able to get your full home court advantage and we can laugh about it now. Cause everyone's okay. And yeah, you know, it was, no bomb. It's yeah, no, It was, it was, it was, <laughs> <laughs> it was, um, it was probably not fun for the people having to wait out in line, but, no. um, at least it's not like a hundred degrees quite yet. And I was um, like,
2: well, they're not letting them in, but so why are we in here?
0: <laughs> I, was like, I was like, honestly, I couldn't hold even hold up. <laughs>
2: Should I be out there?
0: I couldn't even <laughs> I couldn't even think straight because I was like running around trying to figure stuff out and like helping out. Yeah, like I saw it was you like, running around. I was like, it's like I'm like you know, and I wore heels today, so I'm like running around like uh, you know, clacking, for tripping over myself. Anyway, it it all turned out okay because there was yes. no actual threat, which is yes, the most important say that. part.
2: Yes, I'm glad and everybody's that,
0: safe. Yes, and that brings us to though game four because I just talked about the Hawks, you know, being at home. And then Game Four obviously is going to be another home game for the Hawks, so that game will be Sunday. Um, what do you see for Game Four?
2: Another hard fought game. I mean, it, it's. I mean, the Hawks didn't quit tonight, but neither did the Heat. I mean, this was a really, you know, hotly contested, very competitive playoff game. It was very entertaining. Um, you know, runs and then runs back and runs back. I think we'll see uh, more of the same of that on. Um, on Sunday, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. It should be fun.
0: Me too. Me too. I think it's going to be a good one. I will say, I'm, not to like brag, but I watched this team a lot, and I had guessed that, that they, they would lose game one and be exhausted. And mm. then I, had, I went on the record with you that they would lose game two, but it would be much, much closer. Yes. And then I didn't tell anyone my prediction for game three, although I did text my husband, so I do have written – I said I, need a I said it would be I said it would be a buzzer beater. Oh and then, so I, so I hey. was not I was not correct, Kinda. but I wasn't like horrifically wrong. I was like no, five seconds. Oh no, I would take
2: that. That's so a w. I
0: yeah, I promise. I like game it's near. like do I have it?
2: Uh-huh. I saw, I saw the visual proof.
0: There it was. So anyway. Um so we'll see what happens in game four. But I think You know, I think when the Hawks went down 0-2, people might have been thinking. And if you saw game one, I mean, it was a blowout. So you you might not be thinking, okay, you might be thinking this is not going to be a great series. Yeah. But I think the Hawks win tonight or last night when y'all are or this morning, you know, whatever, whatever (laughs) day, whatever calendar we're on, you know. Game three. Yes. In game three. I think that this sort of revitalizes the series a little bit, which is good. I mean, it's playoff basketball. This is what we want. So, anyway, we will see what happens in game four. Y'all stick with us. We'll have another episode for you after that. So, that wraps up today's episode. Michael, thanks so much for coming on.
2: Thanks for having me. Y'all come back, podcast people.
0: Yes, y'all come back. Please don't forget to rate, review, follow, share, and subscribe. And we will see you after game four on the Hawk Report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution.